everybody. Welcome to Outspoken, episode 26. I am Justin White, your host, and my guest is my friend Melissa. Um, she, like me, is a dog lover and dog care professional, uh, among many other things. We didn't even get around to talking about all the different things that she does. Uh, she raises bees and makes honey and makes her own hot sauce. Uh, prize-winning hot sauce at uh, state fairs and such, um, among other things. She does all kinds of stuff. Uh, but we talked about other things besides that. Beside that. I never know. Beside or besides. I think it's beside, but I've always said besides. Oh, well, I'll just keep on being wrong. Uh, so, yeah, let's... Uh, Walk this dog a little ways through the city and then talk to Melissa. Um, I didn't give you the full tour. I'm sorry. No, the, I, can I see it later though? Absolutely. It's yeah. just, I'm just blown away by this. Room. It's a pretty amazing house. Yeah. Um, I really feel lucky to, to have found it. And, and you've curated and I'm never it. Gonna well. leave. Thank you. Yeah, I love. It suits me, and like all all the stuff that I already had, and stuff that I've acquired since is all. Yeah. It's you know I like old I like old stuff. I love old stuff. <laughs> I love it. It's all. I, it's aesthetically, it's kind of all that I'm drawn to. I don't like old cars and and old houses and mm -hmm. old, just old things, old oh. analog stuff. It's my some of my favorite. I love. Um I love just like handcrafted things and, uh, well, my degree is in history. So I've always, and I've always been fascinated by museums and my whole life, uh, you know, my parents would be like, are you going to take her? And you know, uh -huh. who, who, who has so, to take her? Um, Oh, you, you were just like, please can yeah, go can to the I, museum. Yeah. Every trip that we would take, like, wow. you know, every camping trip, every trip I'm like, can I, can we go to the museum? Can From we go a really museum? early age? As long as I can remember. That's amazing. And my parents, my mom loved antiques, so we would always go antiquing mm -hmm. or, you know, something to that effect. To so like uh, flea markets and fairs and stuff that had, or, or like specifically to antique Specifically spots. antique spots. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, we, we've always, we're from California, and we would always do camping trips or road trips in the summertime when my dad was off work. And... Um, we would go to the gold country or, you know, the central Valley or cool. Yosemite and we always, would always California. Oh uh, yeah. Well, we did take one trip up to Vancouver, Washington. Okay. So a camping trip, but all the way through California to yeah. get there. Yeah. That's so cool. I've been pretty much everywhere except for the desert, except for like death Valley. Really? You haven't, you don't not interested or it just hasn't never happened? presented itself and so it's never really been something that i've wanted to do yeah but now i i keep having all these friends that are like oh i love the desert yeah. really yeah that's so. always that's like the last uh, sort of uh terrain that i am drawn like i'm into the mountains and yeah. wa flowing water and stuff like that i'm desert, the coast i like i like the desert are you, the coast like yeah. the ocean i like that too i like it all i like nature but but the desert always freaks me out because it's just so damn hot and it's too dry and I get a little panicky if I'm going to be out yeah. there for like days on end. It scares me a little. No water except the stuff I brought. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to be a little closer to a, a source of <laughs> nourishment. Yeah. It does. It scares me. It's desolate. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very lonely and scary to me. Yeah. So, mm -mm. It gets like as dark as it can be. It gets as cold as it can be, as mm -hmm. hot as it can be. It's kind of the worst of all. There's yeah. no, there's no shade, no shelter. Although I have to say we went, we did a road trip to um, Utah a couple years ago and the Utah desert is gorgeous. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. Totally. Utah is unbelievable. Like yeah. the whole state is and then the north and the south have totally different stuff to offer, but it's mm -hmm. all sort of otherworldly. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the the colors and the sunlight and mm -hmm. everything about it. It's just it's the roadrunner terrain. It's yeah, like, you know, totally. It's crazy rock formations. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It it all looks exactly like a <laughs> just like the cartoons. 
So okay. So anyway, as a kid, you would drive all over California yeah. with your with your dad or with everybody who who's uh, my mom and my dad. Okay, and my sister, cool. my younger sister. And it, but it's a regular thing, like every time yeah. let's go somewhere different. Let's yeah, go to a new place in California. Yeah, and as I got older, I learned that that's just kind of how my family is. Like that's what his family did, and that's what his dad's did. That's cool. Um. So because. I think not. I didn't really know any kids growing up that went camping or, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, but now that I've gotten older and, and learned about my family and a couple of generations past is it was a big deal. Like they would, you know, as soon as they had cars, they would drive up to the mountains and go skiing and, that's cool. um, and not lodges. Like they no, pull over, just... sidestep up the mountain and ski down that's and just do that over and over again. Nothing, no structure, no infrastructure. And it was nothing. like the skis back then were like these super yeah. skinny things with probably no wax or anything. Yeah. And you just like tie it. It was and like the most rudimentary little fall. clamp. Yeah. No grooming. Right. No idea what's under the snow. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. That's so, cool. And, that, and they're Californians too. Like you have yeah. several generations back in several, your family. Yeah. Several really? generations. Do you know how many? Have you, has um, the tree been there's, traced? Yeah. There's, um, me and my sister and my two cousins. And then there's my parents. Uh, my mom was born in San Francisco. My dad was born in Oakland. My mom's parents uh, were born in San Francisco and Texas. My dad's parents born in Oakland, both of them. And then before that, it was, um, as far as my dad is concerned, uh, New Zealand and Ireland. And then my mom, uh Texas, we go all the way back to the 1600s. Really? Like my family came here, yeah. What part of Texas? Uh, well, they settled in, they settled a town called Bedford. Okay. Uh, but then um, later your, moved to like Your Fort family Worth. did, you mean? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah. They founded a town. Called Bedford. That's amazing. Yeah. So. And then, and okay, but everybody else is California yep. all the way. Yeah. So California, born and raised. And so... Yeah, we've always gone everywhere. And how much traveling have you done outside of California? Um, quite a bit in different aspects. Okay. In that, like I've vacationed and taken trips in the United States, but I've also toured the United States, like on uh, like with performers. Mm-hmm. So you, there's two different views there. You don't get right. to see much. You've been there, but you maybe didn't. Yeah, pretty much. It. Like I know snippets and then um, over throughout Europe and China and Central America. Wow. Yeah. I want to go back to you being a kid and being interested in history and oh, cool. museums and things like that. Um, do you, oh, do you remember? like old things. We like old things. Yeah. Do you remember there being a specific, you know, was it was it dinosaurs or was it ruins or was it this or that? Was it just like... It was ruins. Mm-hmm. It was always trying to imagine what life was like when I looked at that object or I touched that thing or if I heard that story um so for me I that's why I like old things is because you know it has a life it has a story Mm -hmm. someone made it someone used it every day yeah you know someone had it sitting on their shelf um and that yeah that's and then do you feel sort of transported to that time when you're if you're like engaging with an object like that do you i don't know if it's transported although that you know i do wish that i could live in several different yeah. times oh, what, God, what yeah. decade would you pick if you could have it just i one? would love to be um 20 years old in 1929 oh wow that would be fun yeah i would really like to experience uh berlin before the world war ii mm. um Oh wait! First, before you go on, where would you be when you're if you're twenty in the twenties? You'd be in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, cool. um, San Francisco has like a huge history in that respect. There's uh-huh. lots of speakeasies, speakeasies downtown. Yeah, um, that would have been an amazing time here. Yeah, my grandfather, my great grandfather, opened the Orpheum Theater. Really? Yeah, way That's back awesome. in the day. Holy crap! And I've heard on there's market? yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I've heard there's a speakeasy underneath that. I've heard that too, long ago. Yeah, there's definitely one under the Warfield. I don't know what it looks like now, but mm-hmm. I used to work at the Warfield, and, and been so I've there? been down there. What's it like? Is it it's, like a dungeon? No, it's it super nice? cool. Is it's it? um, yeah. There's uh, there was the part that I always knew, which was like the dance floor, 
and the coat check area mm-hmm. and the tunnel because this is where the dressing rooms are for the warfield. Okay. But then when they um, the building changed hands and they opened up some walls downtown or downstairs, like in the basement in the same level, and you could see like where the kitchen, like where the dining hall was for the performers and where the showers were and locker rooms oh, were cool. stuff like that. Like, so old you had never seen that. And then no, I'd never seen that before. Wow. And then there were all these like hatches up into the stores above, like the barbershop or whatever. Really? Yeah. And the building was vacant. So we just walked around and like, opened. there up. were little trap doors that would go mm-hmm. up into the neighboring businesses, up into the buildings that up into the businesses above the speakeasy, which was underground. So they all had access to this little secret layer yeah different uh, parts of it and then there is, i know there is a tunnel that goes under taylor street how goes across it or along like goes under it crosses it, it okay to From, what i imagine is i don't know what it is now but it used to be a porn theater okay that's so, so great do um you, do yeah. you know more about that hit like that no. underbelly history of san francisco i mean i know what everybody else knows but i you know i've always wanted to get a map like yeah i want to know where they the, all are the yeah what about through your grand was it your great grandfather my great grandfather yeah what about him do you have any like inside scoop on what was going on just what people told time? me just okay. like what my grandmother told me yeah my mom told me anything any like dirt on like the corrupt police at the time or anything no like that? just that it was there yeah you know but it wasn't it was something that he was aware of and but i don't think he was really involved in it mm-hmm So, like, maybe, I don't know. stops you knowing what the consequences would be like the ultimate consequences meaning uh well if i got i mean any of the any of the real world stuff stuff, it would be fucked up Mm -hmm. i mean it'd be really really humiliating for one thing Mm -hmm. i would be yeah i don't want to be that fucking guy on the news who blew a gasket and yeah yeah i don't want to be any of the i don't want to be anybody who blew his top and Mm -hmm. did something stupid uh but so that that is part of what stops me but i think more than that is knowing that it doesn't work you will hate yourself more if you do something like that that's you, where i'm you at create now. shame when you when mm-hmm. you when, when you act out in that way you're creating shame for yourself yeah. somewhere down the road you're creating some kind of bad feeling maybe it's not shame for everybody but you're 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 making it worse for yourself you know mm-hmm. whether you believe in karma or not and a lot of people talk about karma and I don't think they know exactly how it works or what it is, but, mm-hmm. but the general idea of being, you know, do unto others as you, My golden rule. yeah. Uh, so if I want to pretend to want that for myself, then mm-hmm. I sure as hell better be offering that for yeah. the world. I can't be, I can't have that double standard, you know? No. But, and I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, but, but it's all, it but always comes back to justice for me. It comes what back do you to, do with it? yeah, I don't know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like it does seem like in that, in an instant where you can point, like you could almost objectively say that guy's at fault. Like he, you know, in mm-hmm. this situation, this person's being like, that's unreasonable. Yeah. That cruel. is, seems to be the time that you have license to express your anger. You mm-hmm. know, or it's like you fucking asshole. You, you know, it's like so obvious that what they did was wrong that mm-hmm. it's okay to to vent at them. I still don't think it's good or good for you or them or anybody. What about people that are just stupid? 
Well, I I mean I have a or huge... do stupid things, and yeah. there's like they have no idea that they're doing it, and but you, and they've just disrupted you. Yeah, it's like you can respond, but they don't know, and then you're just yeah. releasing all this anger and hate, this right. negative stuff into the world. There's a way better. The there's a better? way better. No, no, it isn't. I don't think the world's better with with any. I mean. It's really it's really hard because you anger is a real emotion. We can't deny it. Mm-hmm. We all feel it. We're a lot, we should we should be able to feel it. Mm-hmm. We've just done really bad things with it in our past. Like the the human the human race has done really bad things using anger, mm-hmm. you know, as a weapon. Unquestionably. And it's not that's not how emotions are meant to be. They're not meant to be wielded. You know, mm-hmm. they should be felt. They should pass through us and teach us. And they teach us. I believe they're meant to be guides, moral guides. You mm-hmm. know, you have a feeling and you're like, oh, I like that. I yeah, I, I like I really that. Or like I don't. That. And then you go toward the things that resonate and feel good and you mm-hmm. go away from the ones that feel bad. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're weaponizing our feelings, you know, as a, as a race. And we now, you know, we use every single angle we can manipulate to be right. And it's it's always righteous. It's not it's not right. It's righteous. You know, we are coming from a stance that won't we won't budge. There's no you know, mm-hmm. righteous anger is not is not the same as just being like if you if if you if, if somebody attacks you or you know you're put upon in some way, you have a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. That's a valid yeah. expression of anger. Don't do that. I don't like mm-hmm. that. But the righteous anger that a bunch of us are feeling now. Mm-hmm. And walking around with and just being like, oh, you motherfucker. You know, just kind of looking at anyone who we perceive to be not behaving badly yeah. or just, yeah, not. I mean, I hate that it is starting to divide along, mm-hmm. you know, tribal lines, but that's inevitable. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to start banding together if they feel Threatened. attacked by yeah. somebody and they're going to say, well, it's coming from over there and they look this way or mm-hmm. they talk this way, or, you know. But I feel like there's this personal shit that we're all carrying right now that's, we're all just like brimming, well, I don't know about all. I say mm-hmm. I say things like that and maybe, I don't know, maybe half the world's totally fine. They're just like, oh, it's great. Everything's going well. No, some but, people, yeah, they are. <laughs> but but the people who are talking about this stuff in the way that we are and feeling the, the anxiety of it, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are asking those questions, like, what the fuck do we do with these feelings right now? Like, where mm-hmm. do we put this? Because we've, ne- we've never had to endure <laughs> this level of bullshit and have nowhere to, to, to like, Well, you uh, it, buy know? a house in Placerville and you build <laughs> and a bunker in the backyard yeah. and you don't ever leave the property. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, that's pretty be, much huh? it. That's, I, that's kind of where I'm going. Really? Yeah. yeah, and you'll just be it'll just be you and your man and a few a few or friends. Just or, me, you know. Or maybe, just you, yeah. you know, buy the house next door, build a compound for my sister. I yeah. don't know, but I because I and that's just all because I don't have the I don't have a clue as to answer. What do we do? Yeah. What do we do with it? I have no. That's that's the only. It's like run away is the only thing that I can come up with. Yeah. Run but away, run away. But we're gonna run out of places to run away to, and yeah, and, but I'll be dead soon. Yeah. Well, yeah, you personally won't have to worry all that much longer. But do you have concern for the for the next wave? Like you said you have nieces, right? I have two nieces. Yeah. And yeah, I plan my plan You want to set them up. Set them up. Yeah. So give them a place to run away to, give them, you know, uh give them something that they can sell to Okay. Make it easier for them. Is it is it all in your mind? Is it all sort of practical stuff? It's all like pragmatic, real world setting up stuff. Is there any? Is there like a faith? Is there any kind of like shit's going to work out? It's going to be okay because I feel like it is. You don't have any kind of. I don't think it's going to. You don't. I don't think it's going to. Do you think it is for anyone? No. You think we're all doomed? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say that out loud, but I. I don't. (laughs) I don't, it's not going well. Do you, no, it's certainly not it's going not well going now. Well. I think that would be hard to argue. But but do you feel like we're going up in flames? Like, is yeah. this it? Mm-hmm. Really? I do. And you feel like it's irreversible? Yeah. Okay. I think it'll take something really big 
to change that. Yeah. And we've had a lot of really big things happen, uh, like natural disasters and 9-11 and things that should bring us together, but don't. Um, They bring us together in some ways, but they separate us from others. Well, 9-11 was one of the biggest dividers of all time. Well, that and, you know, a natural disaster. Sure, we all come together, you know. Well, that's what always blows me away is like people do respond in that set like you'll go save a stranger from a river mm-hmm. is this you know when the city's flooding well hopefully maybe it changes that person that day you, and yeah. for the, and they will move forward through life and be a better person see i, I feel but like i don't think that just on a grander scale i yeah. don't think that humanity is it'll only affect us in in spurts and spots globally yeah it there won't ever be anything that'll bring the entire human race together well what if a what if a huge part of it is wiped out first and then we're talking about a much smaller human population could they somehow form a community again are we going back to the zombie apocalypse i well i think it's i hope it's inevitable uh in that, in, in that case, I think it's not really zombies. It's just, peop- it's just people it's who just people. have checked out to yeah. the extent that uh, um, they're not human anymore. I would like to. I would like to think that if that that we could. I mean, that is that is my ideal to like to to re- rewind the tape for a while, yeah. you know, and and start over a little bit. Because take I the think, good things that we know and move forward. Yeah. Well, I agree that. I mean, certainly the 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 current political arrangement and the like the things that i mean shit's falling apart it's pretty pretty obviously falling apart and and we're going to witness a lot of it and it's going to get worse and all of that Mm -hmm. is true but i i want to believe and i think i do believe that that instinct that we have to go help somebody in the moment that each i think that individuals have that uh at their core if you can strip away all the other bullshit. I think you don't believe that? No. I think that if you can go back and un like undo all of the overriding of that that families and societies and peers and things have, have put on us mm-hmm. that the actual person who's in there who doesn't who isn't acting or isn't portraying a role has at their core the desire to do to do good. Do you think that the person that's standing at the edge of an accident holding up their cell phone and recording it has that in their core? I I actually do. I just think wow. that they're I think that they're very they're so far removed from it that it's it's a it's pathological. It's like it's a diseased way of viewing the world. Okay. But but I think it's more a sickness than a choice. I don't think that they're choosing to be maliciously heartless and removed from that person, I think that's that a really I think eloquent way of putting sick. it. I think. Thanks. I, it's not my original idea, but it, it's one that resonates with me. I just think that I think that 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 is an illness. I think mm-hmm. that's, and I think that our whole addiction to technology and and instant gratification and you know the way that in which we're becoming complacent and just sort of tuning out to reality. I think that's all illness. That's mm-hmm. just a it's a human sickness. No other animal has it just people we we affect the animals around us with our own sickness but but they don't themselves have you know depression and and uh do you think that you and i are less sick well i think people who have a greater awareness of their own uh processes tend to be able to navigate in spite of the sickness Mm mm-hmm and for you and I, it seems like staying away from it is the is the healthiest choice. You know, like interesting. I, I'm aware of it, and I'm saddened by it, and I don't like what I see when I'm out there. But I feel fairly powerless, except on an individual level. Like mm-hmm. I think I think I could connect with people with any person one on one. I think I could on some level. Um, I agree. Any person. I, yeah. And. But you can't as soon as you get a group together who have already no. decided to agree on certain parameters and, you know, they have a team now. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on their team, you might not make the cut, you know, and you might get your head bashed in too in the, in 
you know, so going back to the daycare. <clears throat> yeah. And the bullies. Well, just going back to every, like going back to Cro-Magnon times, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not in our tribe and you're, we're fighting over the same resources, mm-hmm. watch your back, you know? Yeah. But why can't we all be on the same team? Like we've just chosen to delineate along these random, you know, okay. Cause color. there's too many of us. I God, I yeah. wish that I keep thinking about this story that I was, I heard on NPR about how communities are built in that if I think it's like, if a community is over 125 or 150 people, mm-hmm. it, it loses it. It changes. Dynamic of yeah. It. It's no longer the cohesive huh, that's team, interesting. The, the teamwork type of work together. Yep you know, take care of each other sort of thing. It turns it, more into it, a hierarchy. Exactly. And, like, and, and, it's, and it's a very ensues. small, it's a very small number of yeah. people. Yeah. Like the, the balance gets tipped, right? Really right, easy. Over a hundred. Yeah. So it's like, huh. so once I heard that, I was, I was just like, I don't, you know, unless you're in small isolated groups, you, it's, it's not going to work not gonna out. Happen. That seems to be sort of a hard, fast rule. Like you get over a certain number of people and then corrupt corruption. Yeah. Into, you know, somebody takes advantage mm-hmm. of a power position at some point. That's really what it is, is yeah. somebody taking advantage of something or yeah. somebody not feeling like they have enough, mm-hmm. you know, and needing more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's greed and corruption. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes just a desire to be above like the, there's just some people have this need to be a, a step above whoever else is around them. You yeah. Know? So in some cases, the only way to do that is to put, put them down or mm-hmm. to cheat or to, yeah, cut corners so you can appear to be. I've heard there's another thing that I've heard like twice in the last two days is um, you don't, you want to succeed but you don't want any other people to succeed around you. Right. You want to pull up the ladder behind you. Oh, that's I've good, heard that that's twice phrase. in the last really? two days, and I've never heard it before. Pull up the ladder behind and you. And I was, I, I, both that's times a, I was like, oh my gosh. It's such a cruel image. But it's know? true. Yeah. It's people do it all the time. I know. That's kind of been, that's, so that's the model that we've built. I know. Yeah. Oh, fuck them. Oh. But yeah, we made it. At, least, made we, it. at least we, I made it. Yeah. It's I didn't not drown. even we, it's just yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's diseased thinking. That's mm-hmm. that's how I see that. It's a it's a problem of the ego. Our the human ego has run amok, mm-hmm. and now we are spending every ounce of our energy, like building up our own ego and protecting it with our life. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all that matters. or times or spaces where you do get a sense of like all right everything's okay like the world is moving relatively smoothly around me (laughs) and i i don't feel like i need to run anybody off the road do you ever do you have those moments please tell me because i'm going to be sad if you don't i i have very few moments like where i feel like the world is moving smoothly around me Mm mm-hmm but I do have, I definitely have moment, private moments of, of joy and of like, f- like just straight up fulfillment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there, I definitely have, uh, I mean, if I'm making music or art, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at, I'm as Zen as I can be. Like that's the most peace I can bring into my world is to be engaged with like the active creation of some m- music, art, film editing like any like some kind of creative pursuit where i'm uh in a world i'm like you know sort of mm-hmm. building something and and 
solving problems and and uh, just sort of continually challenged and excited and discovering new stuff and making mistakes and having it turn out cool and like you know Mm -hmm. that to me is the the most alive that i feel in life that and being uh well with my daughter when Mm -hmm. i'm with my daughter and we're not dealing with logistical nonsense and Mm -hmm. all this horse shit that families have to do yeah if you're just with a person you know uh yeah being being with friends in that way being with close family members in that way being with animals is Mm -hmm. a is a huge I have to have animals in my life. Yeah. It's so, it's so vitally important to my survival to have animals. I cannot, I I couldn't, couldn't be in a house that didn't have critters. And, um, how do you feel when you're out with your dogs? It's, it's like when it's just me and the dogs, it's like, it's, um, it's among the best feelings Mm -hmm. that I can have. Yeah. I feel at peace. I feel like I'm with, (laughs) I'm almost tearing up thinking about it. It's they they get me. Like they get totally. me in a way that that I not very many people do. And I get them and we mm-hmm. we can be together with no judgment and uh yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty fantastic feeling and it's the reason I can do it, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years mm-hmm. and the driving is a fucking nightmare as you know and it's yeah. only gotten worse. But somehow it's still the balance is still in favor of yeah. Getting through that slog to get to this moment where I can share some time with these creatures, you know. Mm-hmm. I think dogs are I mean, I like them all. I like every animal I've ever met. Uh, yeah. But dogs are and cats are special. I mean, we have a special relationship with them as people. They get us. Yeah. They, yeah. They it's uh, sometimes lately I've been freaking out. I I don't want to get off on this tangent. But I did ask you that question because I wanted to see if you would come to the dogs because I feel the same way. Like when I'm out yeah. with the dogs, I feel really at peace. Yeah. Um, and now I lost what I was going to ask. <laughs> well, that's. Do you think you, you think you'll get it back? No, go for it. Yeah, I mean, when I when I think about it in those sort of fundamental terms, mm-hmm. like what makes me happy and what doesn't, mm-hmm. it is it it is fairly easy to boil it down to in terms of like which activities I do and don't like Mm -hmm. but there's a there's a spiritual unwellness that exists Mm -hmm. throughout all of that that that's the thing that I'm focused on your own personal spirit yeah or just in general collectively for sure for sure collectively Mm -hmm. but but personally too like I I have I mean, I think we all, I, th- I think unless you're very far along that path and you're a guru or some, you know, you've like been studying mm-hmm. your spiritual self, or if you're just somehow enlightened to a point where you don't have to, it's not as much of a struggle or so, you know, but it seems like most people have that, have some sort of spiritual struggle, whether they identify it as that or not, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I mean, I think that's part of the problem is that people aren't thinking in those terms or talking about it. They're stuck in a physical plane mm-hmm. and nothing's happening in the physical plane. This is all this is all for show, in, yeah. my, in my opinion, like everything that goes on in the no, e- I agree. E- including like a lot of the human interactions, like even though it's humans interacting, there's there's like a there's a detachment there. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a spiritual exchange. It's mm-hmm. a it's a transactional thing, you know you can go get something from somebody without really knowing the person or having any experience of the person. Mm-hmm. That's not going to get us anywhere. We need to focus on the spiritual connection between us, you know, if we want to go, if we want to move forward, I think. So I have my own spiritual struggle that I deal mm-hmm. with, you know, every waking moment. Yeah. And when I'm in my moment of, you know, the best I can feel playing music or whatever it is i can feel that really amazing joyous sensation and um and that feels like a sort of a signpost to me like that's where i'm supposed to head Mm -hmm. this is my that feels like a spiritual calling because there's there's nothing it's it's not a logical thing it's not a i'm not guaranteed any sort of return if i you know if i Mm -hmm. play music i'm not nobody's promising me an income or a you know whereas in the real world, you can go pick a job that's going to make you a certain amount of money and you already know what that is and what, you know, but it doesn't, 
I mean, that's not a calling or not mm -hmm. for me, maybe it's for some, but, um, but that has no spiritual value to me. There's none. There's no, to go make money has no value to me. I need to be doing something that is fulfilling mm -hmm. or I don't want to be alive. I don't have any purpose. I have no reason to be here if I don't have a purpose, you mm -hmm. know, and I don't want to just float around doing nothing or follow somebody because they're doing something. I want to find my thing. And, um, so that's how I think of spirituality. Like when you're on course, when you're following the thing that is your pursuit, that's mm -hmm. your passion and your calling, then you're spiritually, you're, you're more in harmony. You might not be in perfect harmony, but mm -hmm. you're more in harmony than if you're off earning a business degree when you want to be a painter, you know? Yeah. So because I had these, like personally had a very clear sense very early on, I do like this. I don't like that. I do like this. Like I never had a question about any of it. I was mm -hmm. never indecisive once. I was like, yes, no, yes, no, you know? Yeah. Um, so the only thing that ever blocked me was other people. The only thing that ever kept me from, from, and I'm I not saying this. it was We're coming always back to the very, very beginning. <laughs> yeah. It tends to do this that. This is awesome. Well, I think, I feel like that's the, that's the obstacle. Like if yeah. you're, if you're allowed to be a spiritual being and be free to explore and you're nurtured and cared for while you do that, you mm -hmm. feel secure in the world, you're going to turn it into a fucking magnificent shining being of light. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you are that same exact baby and you're placed into a box and the box gets smaller or has a lid over it half the time or, you know, mm -hmm. the alarm goes off that's really disconcerting every 23rd minute or what, you know, mm -hmm. then you're going to be messed up. You're going to have a psyche that has like some obstacles to run, right? Yeah. So that, so I think that we are all sort of psychically damaged a little bit mm -hmm. and we're, we're, our spiritual quest is to get back into harmony with ourselves and with whatever, whatever it is, you know, to what, go back to that, that un, untarnished. Yeah. The, un, the unadulterated pure being. Mm -hmm. the, and, and then I think, I think that when that happens, if, if, and when that happens on a scale that is, you know, creates critical mass enough, mm -hmm. it could, it could create a shift in, in consciousness that would actually have a, an impact on the physical plane and it would be a way for humans to be uplifted beyond a point where they thought they mm -hmm. could. So it could be a solution to this. Like if you look at our current state of the world and say we're fucked because of this and this, and it's all the, you know, mm -hmm. there's lots of evidence that we're fucked, but there's also this whole mysterious other thing that we don't see that I believe could be our, you know, if we invest in that, Mm -hmm. rather than in this surface level crap we have a chance i think we have a fighting chance if we invest in the you know well then i'm not and then i'm probably not as cynical as i as i come off because you know i said yeah i think we'll be gone in 200 years but at the same time i i have the same struggles that you do in that i i try to be a good person i try to you know give back to the world i try you know I think if I thought that the world was going to end and that humanity was going to end, that I would just wouldn't even try. Yeah, you'd give up right now. I would give up. Yeah. You know, what would be the point? Right. So I must be, you know, there must be some type of internal drive or, yeah. you know. That's what I believe. And that's what I was saying earlier with like each one of us, even the most, you know, the people that appear to be completely nuts. Mm -hmm. Not nuts like mentally ill, but nuts no, like they're making horrible, horrible decisions that are mm -hmm. <laughs> hurting people. Uh, that's why I believe that even that person, like that person, well, I don't know. They, I mean, they're, they have a different drive. They have different incentives, I guess, but, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe it's just to steamroll everybody and get ahead. And so there is no spiritual thing, but I, I believe that even that person has a spiritual quest or a lesson to you know they have something that is available to them it's i'm not saying they're guaranteed to pick it up mm -hmm. they're not necessarily no no not everybody is going to get their lesson mm -hmm. in that life in their lifetime mm -hmm. and because you're saying if you if you hold true to that then you're saying that even he has some kind of 
spiritual drive. Definitely. Well, not only drive, but he, it's a, it's, it's almost like a, there's a, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like a predeterminism. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't want to necessarily say that 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 person is fated to be this or that, but I feel like we all have choices all the time. I mean, our consciousness is a, is a pretty nebulous thing, right? Mm -hmm. We, we kind of get to do what we want with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Having a brain, if you, you kind of get to manipulate your, you can consciously do it if you have the, if you have the awareness and you want to, but Mm -hmm. also you're just constantly, it's being done constantly just by being alive. Your Mm -hmm. filters are being formed for you as you go through the world, right? Because things happen and you're like, ah, that fucker, that happened to me. This person, this type of person, got to watch out for that. And then this thing happens like, okay, I got to keep an eye on this. So you start to like form these little stereotypes. Like, yeah, basically. But it yeah. but it creates these filters through which you see the world. Mm-hmm. And then you can't see the world any other way. You just look and all you see is your filter. You see yeah. you see your version of what's happening and not actually what's happening. So I think that we're all doing that on some level and we're losing sight of the, what's actually there. We're only looking at the 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 show we're watching the show we're not watching the truth because it's exhausting to not look at the show it's exhausting to check in with yourself every yeah you know all the time but it's also exhausting to be wrapped up in a bunch of nonsense Mm -hmm. and not like it like not i mean i think the the first thing you have to do is is check in with yourself to see if you're okay if Mm -hmm. you're not even doing that then you're probably doing some damage somewhere in the world Mm Because you're not paying attention, you know? If you can't even check in with yourself, then you're certainly not concerned about whose toes you're stepping on, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, I'm a pretty conscientious person. I care about the impact I have on people. And I'm constantly pissed off at everyone I see in the world who isn't like that, you know? Me too. I have a a high standard, and it is almost never met, you know? It's like, why why aren't you following the rules? It's it's not that hard. There's only five rules. Exactly. You know, arbitrarily. Just like, there's only five. But they don't have those those five. They have a different five or a different one or or none or, you know, or that's the thing. That's that's always going to be a problem, right? Yeah. We can't, we can't make somebody see it your way. You can't. But you could try to come to terms with your differences and say, even though we don't like you know i mean it, in some cases you just got to get away from the person you're not meant to be together you know yeah and i think there is such a thing as like a, a toxic you know there's like a repellent uh there are personalities that repel one another mm-hmm. they might both be oh, perfectly totally, yeah. good people in their worlds but when they come together like nope we do not we are opposite poles mm-hmm. can't be in the same room and that's like an energetic thing that I'm I find fascinating, but I think it goes way beyond any sort of like labels or status or anything. I think it's a cellular. There's something there. It's just like no, mm-hmm. not that person. I just want to be happy. Yeah. You know, that's why I asked you that question earlier. So are you like, happy? I never asked you. Um, I mean, we I, talked a bit about, we talked about depression and I think th- there are moments. Yeah. Um, yes. I think g- generally I am, I'm happy when I, with my life. Yeah. Not so much the stuff that's going on around outside of it, but with the life that I've built and my yeah. family and, well, I, yeah, I would I'm, answer the same. Yeah. I would answer differently about that. Okay, yeah. good. I'm happy okay, with the good. life that I've built. Oh, for, good. For sure. And I, and I think that... 
I was worried. Yeah. That made me sad. Well, I'm not, sorry. I, I mean, well, I don't, I don't consider myself a happy person. That's, that's the thing. Like when you, if you say, are you happy? I don't. Oh, I'm not a happy person. Yeah. No. So I'm, and I'm not always morose, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more often than not, uh, at the very least, I'm going to be distracted in thought, you know? And, And usually the thoughts are not super cheery. So, um, I, you know, I end up being solemn or just, I don't know. I, yeah, I probably spend a fair amount of my time being down. I'm down below average, you know, average. That sounds about feeling, right. You know, I don't yeah. feel good very much of the time. I feel sort of at odds with the world and with a lot of, e- even though I, my life is pretty great and mm-hmm. I've, and I feel like I've. I set out to design it that way. I wanted mm-hmm. to, I wanted the life that I got and I, you know, but I also did a lot of stuff that I regret and I carry it with me and I, you know, that stuff's really hard for me to let go. So but it, it shaped who you are now. You wouldn't be who you are if you didn't have that. Yeah. For better or worse. I mean, some yeah. of, some of who I am, I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. So th- those, are the, those are the things that I, dwell on mm-hmm. you know the things i like about myself i don't spend any time thinking about which is kind of a bummer i should probably put more focus on that and you know say mm-hmm. hey yeah i am kind of cool i'm kind of nice i think guy. you're an I extraordinary person thank you i really do thank you I, like i'm probably not this conversation i'm probably not going to sleep tonight because it's just like <laughs> so many things to think about and uh, you've articulated things in a way that I know exactly what you're talking about and I've never looked at it in that way before. And now I'm like, Oh, this is just, this is exciting. That's cool. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. That's, that's why I love talking to people. I think we can, we can spur ideas in one another that mm-hmm. didn't exist before, even though we've thought over the same thing a million times. Yeah. You know, we think we, we have every angle mm-hmm. and then somebody can say one, just one little perspective different. Mm-hmm. And like, Oh shit. That changes the whole thing. And yeah. now I can go back and actually rework some of my old feelings about stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I love that. That's, that's why I feel like conversation is, is healing and, and really constructive. Mm-hmm. And you can really help each other build, build stuff. You can build your lives to be better. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm setting out to do. And I, you know, I'm glad you asked that actually, cause I was thinking, I think about it a lot. Like the, I, I really don't ever, want to have a persona i don't ever want to be seen to have like a, a thing like oh he's no, doing this you're or just justin doing... cool thank you you're just that's... justin okay good well that's that's my hope and i you know i want to be authentic and i want it to come across that way but one thing that i was considering is like when i'm when i'm doing this podcast i'm pretty fucking happy like this this is some of my this is one of the things i should have listed of you know mm-hmm. and the things that make me feel good is mm-hmm. This engaging well, this is it, creating as well. It's, yeah, yeah. It's inc- I include that in the whole mm-hmm. creative ball. But um, uh, what was I going to say about it? It um, makes you happy. Yeah, and that oh that. So anyone, if somebody's listening to this or has listened to a number of episodes, they might have a certain impression of me as being having a certain energy level or being, you know, dynamic in a way or being charged up about these issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, but the truth is there are big chunks of time where I'm just a fucking mess or I'm like, you know, like I'm just not happy at all. And I don't want to talk to anybody. And I, mm-hmm. you know, those, that's real. Those are real. There's a lot of that. There's a lot, there are sleepless yeah. nights. There are, you know, tears, there are, huge regrets that, you mm-hmm. know, there's shit that there are resentments that I can't fucking get rid of. There's all that stuff swimming around. So it, yeah, I find it hard to be happy for any length of time, but I have to be pursuing these things that, that make me feel at least good in the, you know, in it, it's, it's not a, it's not a quick fix. It's not a taking a drug or mm-hmm. um, sex or anything that's like, it feels great and then it's over and then, Mm-hmm. What do we do now? Not I'm not I don't want to dismiss sex as that no, <laughs> all the I time. Understand. It's it can be a it's a big part of a relationship and um but things like that that we go to for immediate gratification. I've done that my entire life. I've I've been an addict 
to the nth degree. Every mm-hmm. substance I could get my hands on, I wanted all of it, mm-hmm. more and more and more. And none of it ever made me happy. The mm-hmm. only thing I'm finally coming to find, the only thing that really fuels me and makes me feel happy with any consistency and longevity is work, doing the creative work. Mm-hmm. And so it's changing who I am as a person to be doing more of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I wanted. I, ch- I Because I, I love dogs and I've been doing it. I've been working with dogs for a really long time. Yeah. And I probably could do it for another i could continue doing it for, mm-hmm. for life and on on some level i'm always gonna have dogs in my life oh yeah but i need a creative pursuit to live mm-hmm. i need it I, I i no longer that's no longer in doubt for me it's not a hobby it's not a pastime it's a thing i must do to feel okay in the world mm-hmm. so that to me is exciting that it, you can actually when you find that thing and you go for it, you can actually make your life better. Mm-hmm. Because I've never had anything like that before. Before it was always like, what the fuck do I need to do in my life to not feel shitty? Mm-hmm. Like, when am I going to stop feeling depressed or unhappy? You know, when does that end? What do I have to achieve? You know, what, what, you know, okay, I started my own business. It's, it's great. I did that. Nope, not happy. Uh, I did, I put out an album. Nope, not happy. I had a kid. I love my kid more than anything. I'm happy about my kid, mm-hmm. but having a kid does not make you happy. Mm-mm. It doesn't turn your life. Doesn't in, change. In, yeah. It changes everything, but it doesn't make you no. suddenly okay. Everything comes along for the ride. Everything you haven't fixed mm-hmm. comes along with you. Everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, and if you don't look at it, maybe you can, you know, get by doing that. I've just never been able to not look at it. And um, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's, I mean, to a fault, because I can't, I literally can't not look at it. If it's there, it's in. It's there in front of me until it's resolved. But do you think you're reaching a balance? No, I don't. No? Well, I try. I'm always trying, but I, I don't know anybody else who is as fanatical as I am at adhering to these sorts of rules, you know? Like, I struggle in relationships because... You put a because, lot of pressure on yourself. I know. A yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> how i was trained <laughs> and it's Aren't just you tired I, i'm super tired yeah yeah but i'm energized now because i have something i care about and i want to do it and it's important and it people seem to value it and mm-hmm. that's that means a lot to me so i'll i'll find the energy yeah i do want to stop doing a lot of the other bullshit though i mean I'm what really, other bullshit well i mean all of it i don't want to do any of the bullshit <laughs> I, I, I want life the bullshit of life to just go away. And, mm-hmm. and I want I want to have a utopian paradise where we all get to do exactly what we want. You just want to make it, you just want to simplify everything. I'm tr- that's, where, that's where I'm starting because that's yeah. the thing that makes sense. And if you look around my house, you can see I have a lot of stuff, but I've been, believe it or not, I've been paring down and I, I have a new rule that I instated. I think it's been like two weeks now. Every mm-hmm. single day I leave the house, I bring something with me and it doesn't come back. I need to do that. It's pretty fun. It's turned into a fun little game. I get to look around like, eh, I'm not going to miss that. And I'll carry it out of the door and I'll leave it somewhere and I won't come home with it. And uh, and I will most likely never think of it again. That's the beauty of it. You don't need your shit. You don't need any of the things you think, you know. I mean, I used to have so much attachment to so many material things. Now it's just like artwork. You know, I have mm-hmm. pieces of art that people have yeah. made. That's valuable to me. Um the things I have that I keep are given to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some kind of importance. Yeah. Because I do that. I look I look at my house all the time. I'm like, can I get rid of that? Can I get rid of that? Yeah. You know, it's like, I oh, encourage no, you to, my to, mom to try. Yeah. And even with the nostalgic stuff, because a lot of that I've found, it's pretty freeing because it, cause it's, it's a story that you tell yourself. It's not necessarily the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. If I want to get rid of something that someone gave me as a gift... Uh, you know, when they gave the gift, that was the gift, mm-hmm. right? I don't need the thing itself. Uh, if it's something I'm not going to use, why am I keeping it? I don't think I should feel guilt for giving it away to somebody who would use it. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that's a that's a done deal. That's thank you for the gift. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. You, this person will take it. They like your gift. And now 
I don't have that shit to deal with. I don't have a burden. I did that over Christmas. Yeah. And I was like the giddiest. I was so happy. Yeah. I took something that somebody had given to me when I was 16 years old. Uh Uh-huh. And it wasn't something that I wanted when I was 16, but it was a gift. Right. And I found out that uh, my brother-in-law's mother collected these things. Mm -hmm. And I went and I got it out of the box and I was so fucking happy to give that to her. Because it didn't mean anything to me. And it was just sitting in a box. And it meant something to her. And she was so happy to receive it. And I was just like, take it. Yeah. Take it. I'm so... And I just the fact that she was so happy... It and then I found good, right? something yeah. very specific that she liked. Oh, yeah. It was the best feeling. Well, believe me, if you start doing it, it that feeling will come. It happens. Mm-hmm. I had that I had that happen with the total stranger. I brought a pair of uh, some ripped up jeans to the Levi's store because they'll recycle denim there. Oh, cool. Yeah. They used to do all clothes, but mm-hmm. they don't anymore, not just denim. Yeah. So I brought some denim in a spongebob bag that i've been trying to get rid of since my daughter was three and she's 15 now you know it's like was a birthday present bag that has just been around forever Forever. yeah and it's been holding all manner of shit it's a sturdy bag like Mm -hmm. it was a a very useful bag but it's a it's spongebob (laughs) and i've been looking at it i've never watched one episode but i know i've been staring at that character you know somewhere for over a decade and finally i brought these damn pants into the store and as the guy's carrying it back to the shredder or whatever mm-hmm. this other employee was like oh can i have that bag and he like he spotted it from across the store. he was so excited that spongebob had walked into his life and, <laughs> and he went home with that bag and it's got a new life you know yeah and i was I think so you need to watch an episode it. of spongebob though i've seen a few minutes oh okay that, you yeah. have okay, yeah I know, i'm at least aware of what what yeah. an idiot he is yeah it just it's just I, so joyous enough. in yeah. his idiocy i think i judged it because i was a ren and stimpy fan and i and it seemed too much of a seemed like they were taken uh, i don't know i'm a, i'm very much a loyalist to the things that came first when there's like a really good something's done right did the guy and that create somebody, ren and stimpy also create spongebob no I think, oh you're uh, just okay i i don't know why those i think that i felt like spongebob was wouldn't exist without something like something like I, th- I feel like Ren and Stimpy opened the door for a lot of things and then so didn't, much and stuff. then didn't get the credit for it. So I always bash the things that came after. It's not fair, but that's that's how it's I not do it. fair. You're being I mean know, know. to other animation. No, but I understand. Thank you, thank you for telling me. That's <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Can we end hypocrites' corner with that? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Do you have a thing? Do you have one thing that stands out for you? Something that drives you? Yeah, just like a contradiction that you live with that you know you're not it doesn't work for you but you do it so many things yeah really so many things like buying things and uh-huh. um what, what do i beat myself up over buying stuff but i don't even really buy that much stuff i don't mm-hmm. um consuming plastic consuming disposables um so you but that stuff so you're against food. you're against it but you you do it yeah wasting yeah. food um all things that I try really hard not to do, um, but end up doing anyway for the sake of convenience, mm. um, or because I'm too tired, or because I'm too lazy, or because yeah. I don't feel like it, or all of these things, mm-hmm. um, or because it's easier and I don't want to go outside and I don't want to see any people and I would rather kill myself than go to Target. It's, <laughs> you know, all of these things. It's that's like, valid. I actually think that's pretty valid. Yeah, it's like. You know, go to Target on a Sunday because that's the only day that you have free to go or order it on Amazon. Yeah. Or, well, I'll just keep my mouth shut in this case. No, don't. Well, I want to be, 
it it wasn't that long ago that you could have conversations about where you were going to go get something and you had choices and you had options and you could you're like, I don't, I don't really want to go to that place. I like this other one over here. Mm-hmm. Now you can't like the fact that it, the choices were target or Amazon. That's upsetting. Like there's no, upsetting. you know, and for most people that's what it is or Walmart mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, it, you don't even consider, well, first of all, a lot of people don't consider first, like don't just don't buy it. Just, mm-hmm. just stop for a minute because before Amazon existed, you weren't spending hours like surfing through catalogs no. for shit that you didn't know you wanted. Mm-mm. And you didn't need it until you saw it. And then you somehow have to have it. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't get it if it weren't so easy. You wouldn't do it. If Amazon weren't so flipping easy, people wouldn't be buying all that shit. And I'm saying that because I know I'm speaking from firsthand experience. When I signed up for Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. I started buying shit. I was like, oh, f- shit no free shipping and no tax on half of this stuff yeah i'll get that i'll get that oh you need to oh well if i'm gonna buy all that then i might as well do this add-on and then i'll get this Mm -hmm. and then so much stuff i didn't need and then you had 10 cardboard boxes that you didn't yeah and that was killing me like that stuff eats me up when i'm throwing away when i'm seeing this packaging coming in Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing like this whole return like people don't take the thought the step to think like Okay, yes, they have free shipping and they have a free return. They have a great return policy. You just throw it back in the box and they'll take it. No questions asked. That's awesome. That's great customer service. Mm-hmm. Think about what that is, what's happening each time you do that. Mm-hmm. That fucking box is getting back on that truck. You know, go burn some more fuel to go back to the Or sometimes the, they'll, the headquarters. they'll say, just forget it. We'll send you a new one. Yeah, well, I mean... In any, that's crazy to me. That's because they, they can afford it. Like, it's already... <laughs> It's such a drop in the ocean. It's like nothing. I've had, I've had, yeah. Well, we well don't what am to I going to do with this broken paper towel holder? <laughs> that broken shipping. Yeah. Now it's, I can't yeah. fix it. You won't fix it. Right. I just keep it. Send them a new one. Landfill. Yeah. I want to go back to people knowing how to fix their own shit. You know? I love fixing Not, my own shit. I do too. It's so satisfying when something breaks and you can make it work again. There was a time when people did shit for themselves and automation mm-hmm. is helping us forget that. I have a scoop for my bird seed because I have a bird feeder outside my mm-hmm. window mm-hmm. that either my grandfather or my great-grandfather made. Nice. Is it wood? No, I think it's like tin. Oh, cool. It's like hammered, hammered it's, tin. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you can tell that it's made by hand. Yeah. You can tell that it's, it was not manufactured. Yep. And that's, this is going back to like liking old things yeah. is it's a scoop. It will always be a scoop. Right. It was a scoop and it still is yeah. and it still works. Yeah, it works fine. It doesn't matter if it was made in 1935 nope. Does not or need to if be I updated. use it in 2018, it's still a scoop. It's a, it's a piece of technology that needs no updating. Yeah. I don't need to replace it. Yeah. It's not going to break. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's the, it's the whole corporate drive and mm-hmm. the, the capitalist drive to make things new and improved all the time yeah. that makes us all this waste. We and my grandfather this, made yeah. it. My gra- and, my, and he used it. That's the coolest part, is that it came yeah. from Gramps. Um, okay, I think we should probably stop. <laughs> wind it down, or we'll be we'll never ever stop. Um, do is there anything else lingering that you must no. must say? Were there were there questions? Can we do it again? In? Yeah. Someday. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it'll be. It might be a while because no, it's like fine. a big that's long rotation. But yeah, and also we can talk off mic. Yeah, all I need the time. I need to go home and be alone. because yeah. I'm <laughs> used up Fried. all my energy being yep. with a person. <laughs> well, thank you for for uh, charging your battery enough to. No, to come, my pleasure. Deplete it with me. Awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. So much to think about. Good. We'll, we'll, pet, we'll keep it going. Yes, please. All right. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was my friend Melissa and myself talking about all kinds of stuff. 
And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you listening. And please share if you like and subscribe if that's something, whatever that is. Subscribe. Subscribe to it. Uh, And if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's probably the best way to contact me directly. You could just say hi. It's uh, outspoken. Rather, it's at outspoken underscore podcast. And I will be next week here again. I will be here again next week. Next week, I will be here again. And I hope you will be too. See you then. Bye.